shit. God damn it, quit poking and prodding me. I can't see shit. Who put this fucking blindfold on me? Hey, I'm talking to you whoever or whatever you are. Cut that shit out now. I got a damn show to run here. Don't you know I'm broadcasting live from 694.2 PTBP, the only radio station currently being run by an imprisoned DJ Wolf the Dog? Now, we got a new howling with Wolf for y'all, and this week's comes from Nathan, who claims he is either deep in the heart of Texas or deep in the hell that is Texas. He writes, Shout out to Eric N. for being the most badass bone-digging buddy one could ask for in this dirty business. And to my wife, Erin, who is so good at wrangling all those where puppies and kitties? I'm so glad you're diving into a world of unseen horrors. Love you. Insert creepy cackling laugh. Oh, uh, <clears throat> shit. <laughs> to those hardworking cultural resource archaeologists out in the field, keep on digging those holes and hopefully those sinister abandoned cabins we find on survey aren't the lair of any backwoods eldritch cults. Stay safe and sane. <clears throat> Says here a creepy cackling laugh again but better this time. Oh god damn it. <laughs> well, Nathan, thanks for forcing me to cackle not once but two times on a day where I don't especially feel like cackling. I forgive you this time, but next time, oh buddy, you better hope it's a cackle day or else. If you want to write up something for this encaged wolf to howl, click on the show notes and tag us on the internet at pretending pod. One of those links down there is to patreon.com slash pretending pod. For the whole month of November, we here at PTBP are taking any new and upgraded monies, doubling it, and using that scratch to buy blankets and sleeping bags for cold folks in Springfield, Missouri. And y'all have been super duper kind. So far, you've raised $375. So Wolf gonna double that, and we can spend $750 on supplies for those who need them. And congrats. I said I'd give away a couple of PTBP logo t-shirts to a couple fine patrons on Patreon. So yay, and good job, to Jasmine Johnson and Chainsaw Unicorn. Please reach out by any means necessary so we can send you a damn shirt. Woo-hoo-hoo, -hoo, it's time for the news. The news is wild, y'all. There's a pregnant girl in this motel room that we all thought was meant for storage. Hmm? Hmm, Scott Adams, hmm, indeed. Now I'm gonna give you all what we all need. It's Brat Pitt with Miss Mary. Something inside of me Does anybody know 
wanted to open it. <laughs> no, I was saying like this. I don't really like it, but it's really not that bad. It's not. But also, every time I drink it, I go through. I don't like it. It's fine. I don't like it. And of course, we're talking about the new Limoncello Naturally Essence Sparkling Water from LaCroix. We'll like it if LaCroix uh, does podcast ads. That but. is true. Uh, until then, fuck LaCroix and fuck every it's brand that doesn't. Yeah, we will keep talking <laughs> shit about you until you pay us off. Uh, it's like a it's like a vanilla lemon yeah, There's too thing. much vanilla I don't in it, like though. it. No, there's it's, way too it's much vanilla. Gross. We're here with David Winters! Meow, 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 meow. Winter is coming. Now is the winters of your discontent. What's up, man? Yay. Hi. <laughs> Have you been having fun with us? Have you enjoyed this? You got some hot energy yeah. coming in. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. These are like those one word one word answers yeah. when like yes. your parents call and like you yep. are in the middle of something and you yep. pick it up. Is this like when, when you're like at like a con and people ask you questions, you're just like, hey, I loved the show so much. How How is it? Yes. So are you a lawyer in real life? No. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite PTBP boy? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It makes for good radio. It does, yeah. Who's your favorite? Really short glass cannon. <laughs> the point. No. <laughs> okay, so if you had to pick only one Colin Hanks movie and then replace him <laughs> with every... <laughs> can you name a third Colin Hanks movie? I can name Orange County, Yeah, and I don't know any more than that. <laughs> That's the end of my list, too. Oh, right. I said Dexter. That's not even a movie. All right, let's <laughs> dive into this shit, shall we? We just learned a lot of information. So much information. Well, you learned some of the information. We got cut off so rudely by the end of an episode, right at the about halfway point of an info dump. Um, I'm willing to keep keep dumping if you're willing to keep receiving the dump. Oh, please dump on Dump us. all over us. Please dump We got a glass us. table right here. We'll pull out. Well, that made it weird. Steaming. <laughs> uh, steaming hot info. Yeah, you made it into like scat or something. That was yeah, weird. We just want we just want knowledge <laughs> shat all over our chests. <laughs> right. I I love these big steamy dumps that, every that David time. is taking. Yeah. You just cracked open his notebook and got a dump of several different happenings that uh, he has seemed to have researched in the area. Things like livestock mutilations, livestock alterations, some missing time, some helicopters being sighted, including some muzzle flashes, lights being sighted in the hills, some crop circles, some notes about J.A. Uh, being uh, Jane Allen. Pregnant, three weeks equals six months. Exactly. And the aldermen who never go home. That was in the notebook, his wide-ruled school notebook. Freak. You, again, should be questioning his sanity. <laughs> and you still see his Macintosh power book in front of you, uh, plugged into the phone outlet, as you had learned earlier when you tried to dial them. Is there anything you'd like to do? Can I a ask a like kind of retroactive question? Sure. When I was looking at Jane Allen, uh, when Tan was looking at Jane Allen, did she seem older than she should be? Uh, nope. She's still a high school senior. Looks like a high school senior. Actually looks very similar to some of those photos that you saw of her family in her house when you were there. Right? When her mom was I, at least dressed one of kill. you. Yeah. 
at least one of you uh, was, you know, looking through all the family photos, and she um, she looks as you would expect. So back to the the computer. Sure. Jodine goes over and and turns it on, and we saw he had AOL. Uh, he does. Uh, however, in typical. 1990s computer fashion. It does still ask for a password uh, as you as you open it. Does anyone have an often underused skill? Sig Int signals intelligence. I don't. Exactly. I have a 50 in pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Can I pilot this it's, computer? Can we to... negotiate with you here? Can we, uh... Luke? We need to seriously have a conversation about the fact that I took special training in parachute. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was. I knew. Yeah. I knew both of those, and I didn't want to connect them yet. <laughs> but I know what's going to happen. Very soon. Yeah. You don't need SIGINT. SIGINT is one option, but fortunately, there's a second one oh, written good. in, which is computer science. Oh, good. I've got computer science at a fifty. Oh, good. 50. With a 50, given how much time and effort you've invested in knowing computer science, you know in the early 1990s, people don't use the most secure passwords, not realizing that information security is important. Guess me a password. Uh, love123. <laughs> okay, that doesn't work. Watch the sky's exclamation point. Uh, purple. Uh, watch the sky's exclamation point actually worked. That's all it was. Well, I didn't try that one, so. <laughs> Shit, I'm not there. Well, Cin- Cindy. I'm sorry, Joe. So, Cindy's not there? Oh, oh, okay. I'm sorry, Joe. Sorry, it's not. So, did purple work? Yeah, Joe, <laughs> get, uh, guess, like, guess like 15 I, more. I, tr- I try yeah. watch the sky's one. No. I try watch the sky's two. Oh, no. I accidentally. Maybe I should just have you roll. I accidentally hit caps lock. <laughs> I go back to the one because I thought I might have mishit that one. A countermeasure triggers and the computer catches on fire <laughs> due to ten failed password attempts. No, I'm just—I'll give it to you. I wasn't going to actually make you guess every password until you got to uh, football. One, two, three was the correct answer. Oh, nice. Hey, I was but on the right track. Go team! You were. You were. It cracks open. You find a document on the desktop. And I am going to display it in front of you now. If you check out your television, it's long. This is a long, multiple paragraph document written in kind of first person stream of consciousness. It looks like it's, um, they're looking for evidence of extrasensory perception. I am wondering about the possibility that the brain translates information in terms of he the extrasensory, and that's why it achieves. <laughs> can can we shut up for like two minutes and just read it, and then we can talk about what it says? Is is it just like a stream of thought? It, yeah, like, yeah, it gets in, just insane. Omniparent consciousness, open network. Yeah, it it starts out kind of coherent, but it, it it gets a little rambly. Oh, we get into some Jesus stuff. I thought so too, but that's not what it is. Yeah, it's French, just we. Yeah, French Jesus. So it's a long, and the reason why I said not to read it all out loud is it would make no sense, and people would have to rewind several times and be like, what the hell are these guys talking about? But suffice to say, this is something, presumably that was written by Scott Adams on his computer, stream of consciousness, talking about extrasensory perception and existence and seeing things and consciousness and all sorts of 
nonsense related to thought and sense the sensory experience. He should have stuck to Dilbert. <laughs> Thing, yeah. He's branching out, okay? You have to try new things. Yeah, the file title was uh, S-Z-E comma T. Of course it was. Of course it was. But now you have that. That's thing number two from this steamy dump. Thing number three, you see a file on the desktop. It's simply titled message. It's a wave file. And I am going to need an alertness roll from everyone. Fail, 73 on a 70. I also fail, a 75 on a 50. Succeed, 39 on a 50. I got a 36 on a 50. Nice. All right. So, Zach and Luke, keep your headphones on. The other two of you, please take your headphones off, and then we will swap. Dude, Zach, we can literally say anything about these guys and they can't hear <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiots. I love them both a whole lot. Me too. You fire up the message. And this is the clip you get. Dealing with, it's been a long time and we have many things to do and you are not sure what you are doing. Stop now. Stop now. That's all you get out of it. Okay, so someone's telling this guy to stop what he's doing because he doesn't know what he's dealing with. Is that right, Luke? Did I do it? I wrote down, not sure what you're dealing with. Stop now. Wow. One in the same. Pop, swap. Swap, swap, swap. Zach didn't teach you the bird. Oh, yeah. When he wants to call us back in, we do this on our screen. Oh, really? <laughs> we, oh. we did it when we were remote because we can... People can fly away home. You could see on the screen if we needed them back. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I've got you two now, and now it's time for you to fire up this metallic, squawky voice. Dealing with... It's been a long time, and we have many things to do, and you are not sure what you are doing. Stop now. Stop now. Tone Brown, is that like the brown note? He did say duty. He just said duty. <laughs> Can I do the bird thing into the camera? Yeah, is that do that. How it works? Let's see if it works. No one's looking. That's the problem. That's, that's, we often combat that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it oh it worked it worked <laughs> saw the bird so we joe and i like sat there like rubbing our ears vigorously for like a minute and a saw half, that yeah so we couldn't hear anything and you two chuckle fucks are just like sharing memes and <laughs> laughing like, and having vaping. <laughs> yeah i wasn't paying attention to you at all <laughs> luke has some really funny pictures on his phone yeah <laughs> Okay. Well, that seems ominous. Uh, yeah. Uh, what did you think about the... Do you think he's working on the brown note? The tone that makes people shit their pants? The brown... What? I... I had not... What? The brown note. He said a brown tone. No. I didn't hear any... What? That's not what I heard at all. I want to, uh, how, uh, what do you mean? We all, we all heard it. It, it was... It, it, Here, play it again. Here's the deal. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not sure what you're dealing with, but stop now. Yeah. That's what we heard. Yeah, we heard a man's voice, right? It was uh -huh. kind of garbled. We missed some words. Right. But it mostly just said, you don't know what you're dealing with. Stop now. Stop now. Stop now. It what did you over hear? Over and over and over. Well, we heard some garbled words, too, but we, uh, well, I think you took it down pretty well, huh? You didn't, you didn't hear, you didn't hear a name. They, they said Billy Wet. <gasps> no, Billy we heard, Webb. we didn't hear no name. Oh, they said a name? 
Billy Webb? Yeah, they talked about duty and they talked about... A brown tone. They said they, they said to talk now. And Who's Billy Webb? Uh, was he on the list of the... In the notes we got of all the different events? I just remember Bo Laramie. No. Nope. Doesn't look like it. Nope. Billy Webb? Like a web of billies. I don't remember if computers had this kind of stuff back then, but is there anything that we can click on that shows us when the file was made, like created? Yeah, the file is only about three days old. Uh, as far as this audio file goes, the ranty Dream of Consciousness file, that's only uh, about two days old. That seems to be a little bit more fresh. And then uh, obviously the notebook is handwritten, so you'd have no idea exactly when stuff was written. However, there are various dates over the last month and a half. It's yeah. tough to say which of those dates were reported to him or maybe which of those bits of information he collected himself. There's no real way to delineate between the two. Sure. What did you hear about Billy Webb? Uh, that's it. it, 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 it just they said a name. They said Billy Webb, and then it, it kind of broke up, and then there was a... Did Billy Webb used to play center field for the Ohio State University? <laughs> USO backwards? Hey, um... <gasps> Tan goes to the office and asks Riker for a phone book. Nice. Uh, and Riker will produce a phone book. I go to W, looking for Billiam Webb. Uh, you can go to W, and there are no webs in this town. What a tangled web we don't weave. <laughs> Jeez. Let's <laughs> see what you did there. So what? is this like one... Okay. <laughs> Why did we play an audio file, and we heard one thing, and you heard another? Well, you misheard, obviously. Yeah, I think you guys are just wrong. Well, if we don't know what Billy Webb is, and there's no Billy Webb here, doesn't it probably lend itself to the belief that we heard the correct thing? I mean, we all heard the same thing. You just misheard. It's not like there are no Billy Webbs ever. It says Laurel, just over and over. Tan, who is not yeah, a yeah. part of this conversation because he's in the office, asks Riker, do you know Billy Webb? Is that, for, do you know? No. Okay, that's it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Did, uh, on the computer, is that literally all we find? Is there anything else that we should look in this computer for? That's really all that's relevant. You can go through all the other notebooks and notes. He has notebooks for various other towns all over the place. He's, he's based out of Tennessee, so most of these towns are all related to sightings in the area. However, the Groversville notebook is chock full of stuff. It's just page after page. This, these are kind of the more recent pages, but you go back and there are just progressively more outrageous things that he has uh, records of. Little gray people walking through Main Street and sighting of eight flying saucers. And it goes back years actually of this Groversville stuff. It's only more recently when you're seeing specific things about choppers uh -huh. or you know weird things about pregnant girls. What is the oldest mention of like an alien occurrence or a sighting in Breversville. It's probably two or three years, but it's similar to his other notebooks. Most other places go back two or three years. You can reason that's probably when he kind of got in the UFO game. Gotcha. Okay. He stopped writing comics and then got into the <laughs> UFO game. Good for him. Tan goes back to the room and signals Cindy to like come outside. Yeah. So he doesn't know anything about web. Um, I got an idea, though. Well, that's because web wasn't a thing. What's your idea? Yeah, I got an idea. Okay, you know, everybody in the town's weird. Yeah, for sure. Probably an alien. They, sure. They're, they're covering something up. Yeah, yeah. What if we parade Jane down Main Street, make a big scene, and then we see who comes out to deal with it? 
then we got our main suspect. That seems horrible to do to this poor girl. Hearing that through the open door, Joe is like, yeah, I think everyone would come out to stop you from doing that, alien or not. Plus, the aliens, their whole deal is that they're acting like people. and Yeah, but it's going to piss them off. They're, no, they're going to be really, the aliens they're going to be blasé about it like they've been blasé about everything. What we need to do is go to who has the most money in this town and take them out because they are provoking. They are threatening. They are going around dealing in, in stuff that they don't want other people poking their heads in. And what do we know, Joe, about people who don't want people poking their heads in, who threaten other people? It's always about... Money. Money. It's always about money. Joe is like looking at you intently and he kind of like holds up a cardigan and hands it to you. She puts on a second cardigan and calms (laughs) down. (laughs) I only got one more, fellas. As she's calming down, you hear out in the parking lot a car arrive. We all turn and look. (laughs) Now, before we do that, though, um, I need to just talk to Joe. Joe the character or Joe the human? (laughs) Sorry. Joe... That was such a bad choice, Thomas. It really was. I think it's a good name. It is a good name. I don't I don't fault you for that. I think look, do me a favor. Next time you have a victim like myself uh in this similar situation, only use your four names scrambled between There you go. There you go. Send Luke us Zach. Troy Lavalley and we will do that to him. Yeah, Luke Luke Zach. Go, Thomas. Uh, I want to talk to Joe, the human being. Real life, Joe. Everyone else, wait for the bird signal. It's just me and you, David. It is just me and you. And really, you know, I just I just wanted to take a break. I'm good and, with you, uh, yeah. Really just, yeah, just relax without those chuckleheads. That's really I'm all kind for of it. the main thing. What you getting for dinner tonight? Bad thing about saying that is at some point someone's going to be editing this, and I just called them a chucklehead. So, <laughs> you know. I hope it's I hope it's you editing this episode and not anyone else. However, I have news for you, and I have news for your character. Not you, I guess not you, but that news is you feel a little bit different today. You have no real change in appetite, but for whatever reason, you're incredibly thirsty. You just feel like you're always dehydrated. You always need to be drinking something thinking about where you're getting your next drink not necessarily an alcoholic beverage just water coffee sure. anything but you can't quite quench that thirst additionally speaking of the dumps we were discussing earlier you can still urinate but there's no more number two for you i don't uh in your future is it uh is it a constipation thing or i just don't feel the need to you don't feel the need to okay. you yes I'm sorry, I don't want to make it sound like you have suddenly just become constipated and you, you need, yeah, you need to go to a drug store and, right. and get, no, it's not quite like that. You have absolutely no urge to. Okay, cool. And that's pretty much it. That's all you know. You know, just the standard, last night was Thirsty Thursday, today's Friday. You know, it happens. Some Fridays you just yeah. need to drink a lot of fluid and you can never defecate ever again. <laughs> and that's it. You know. All right, I'll do the bird thing. It's working, it's working. Ah, we got him. A car has rolled up into the parking lot. It is an early 90s uh, Lincoln Town car, in fact. And it rolls up, sees you all, and a sharply dressed individual, a G-man, if you will, hops out of the car with a large uh, duffel bag and comes up towards the office, towards Riker's office, kind of asks where you guys are. Riker's in that office, points kind of down uh, your way towards uh, the Scott Adams, Jane Allen room. And uh, he gets there and knocks on the ajar door. 
Wait. Hello? He stands like in the middle of all of us, quiet, and then knocks on the door. I thought you were inside. You and I are outside. Yeah, we're outside. inside. Cindy oh, and sorry, Aaron sorry, Tanner sorry. are outside. I thought everyone was inside. So we're like yeah, waving yeah, so, at sorry. him as he comes towards us. He just walks past you and ignores you. No, just kidding. He oh. stops. <laughs> Sorry. Zach's head whipped to us. He's like, that's what, fair. What's that mean? <laughs> okay. That's wild. It's a clue. He can't see you anymore. You're now invisible. No, no. We're the aliens. Tanner, am I real? Sorry, I didn't realize you were standing there. It, uh, uh, hello. Uh, and he whips out a badge. Agent Jordan Cook. You are the uh, the agents, right? Agent Cindy Woodabega, DEA. I'm Agent Tan Ludhide, uh, ATF. Excellent, excellent. Um, well, I have a I have a delivery from uh, your uh, handler, if you will. Thank you. Yes. Gives you an envelope and gives you a duffel bag. Oh, sorry. I almost forgot something. He looks around back and forth, make sure Riker's not listening or anyone else. Bubblegum tree. Nice. Bubblegum tree. Bubblegum tree. And then he turns around and just walks away. How heavy is the duffel bag that I'm carrying? Relatively heavy. It's about 20 pounds. And then you have one of those envelopes, kind of an inner office mail sort of envelope, one of those big yellow ones mm-hmm. with like the string. Manila envelope? Vanilla envelope. Vanilla envelope. <laughs> it smells like fresh vanilla. It smells like a Yankee candle. <laughs> Kind of. These new really... limoncello LaCroix <laughs> envelopes are not that good, in I, my opinion. I look at them, and it's okay, and then I look at it a little more, and I'm like, ah, I don't I like that. I just don't know about it, but I go ahead and open it up anyway. Um, I also unzip the duffel bag a little bit. We, like, walk into the room as we do this. Sure. Mm-hmm. So in the envelope is a single piece of paper with some stuff typed out on it, and then in the bag is a bunch of liquid. Six gallons of liquid with two spray bottles. Almost the same kind of spray bottles you would use to clean with. What does the liquid look like? The liquid is basically colorless. It just looks to be slightly foamy and bubbly, transparent. Does anyone else have a high pharmacy? I have a 50. I don't know why I'm looking. I don't have any. How about you just look at the piece of paper? Yeah. In the envelope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe we do that. No, let's do some rolls first. <laughs> <laughs> she starts smelling them. Crit uh, <laughs> failure. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We read the paper. Are you sure? I mean, you can just mess around with the liquids if you want. We can also go that route. <laughs> let's talk to the liquids. Slap for a while. these bags real quick. Let's just start spraying each other with them. <laughs> <laughs> you can. Spray fight. You can. <laughs> it's going to be acid to break down a fucking body, dude. <laughs> no, yeah. as, as Tan is like reaching into the duffel bag and like about to touch one of the containers. Yeah, no, go ahead and stop doing that. Please, if your stomach doesn't already hurt from being aware of what we're about to do, then I have the unfortunate pleasure to let you know that, um, well, you can you can go ahead and read Harlan. Your eyes look pretty big. Go ahead and read that note there. Okay, I, I, I read the note? I'll, I, yeah, I'll, I'll read the note to you yeah. because there is no note for you to oh, read. Why is it going to talk to David? <laughs> Let me tell you what it says. And it's a memo from Derringer typed out on a typewriter. He didn't even want this thing to hit the computer network or be saved anywhere. The tissue test came back on the uh, muscle tissue in Billy Ray's body. And they're not really sure exactly what it is. It's some sort of matter, extraterrestrial substance that basically replaced his muscles. And they're not sure exactly how it works, but they've developed a detecting compound that they've rushed together for you. 
that's what's in the duffel bag. <laughs> you can yeah. spray it on <laughs> things. And when you spray it uh, and it detects this matter, things will turn purple. Oh, my God. We're just going to spray every folk in this town. Yeah, Tan, Tan uh, sprays his own arm. Oh, yeah, let's spray each other and make sure we're all clean. I spray everybody. Okay. Cindy, you did your nightly routine, right? I did indeed. Last night? Yep. Your entire face turns purple. Harlan, you splashed water under your armpits and threw on a fresh polo. Your upper arms turn purple. Anyone else that had a glass of water, I believe, up front, your mouth, your lips, the inside of your mouth turns purple. Oh, shit. It's all over your hands. If you wash your hands after going to the bathroom... Joe, I know that you, Joe looks you stopped washing your hands non-purple hands <laughs> years ago. <laughs> no, I, I said he used the bathroom. I said he has a drink. I don't know if uh, surely he drank some water, but we could also just have him back away in terror from all of you. <laughs> it looks like they miscalculated. It's just picking up sweat. This is these are sweat glands, obviously. Yeah, my face is really sweaty and purple. Alien sweat glands, you son of a bitch. Um, I need two sandy rolls oh, yeah. right now. Damn. The first sanity roll is the fact that this stuff exists. I had a fail and a crit fail. <laughs> uh, the first one's a fail. Okay. Give me, yeah, let's do the first one first. Okay. On a fail on the first one, you're going to take one. Okay. I failed this Otherwise, well. it's zero. That's the unnatural, though, so no checkboxes for that. The second, though, realizing it's in your body and the fact that to some extent, you have ingested something in this town, washed your hands in this town. It's basically in the water supply. You know that much so far. Uh, okay. That's going to be one on a success, four on a failure. Okay. And what about a crit fail? I believe that is going to be eight, no? <laughs> you can do whatever you want, dude. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Think about Tan how you were sick at the slightest sight of anything so far, right? right? First, what was the, I forget the first time you puked. Was it in? <laughs> is it the office? The first video? Is it the office, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was at the office, the first video, and it got progressively worse when you caught the smell of that mm -hmm. dead body. And now on your very first mission, you recognize that it's not going particularly great for you. So with taking eight sanity damage right i will say uh obvious did you take one first or did I you did, pass that I took one so you one, took nine total? i took nine total Jeez, uh please. i am at 37 and my breaking point is 43 yeah so i'm quite a bit past that okay uh, so and i'm feeling good uh yeah feeling good <laughs> nothing happens <laughs> technically losing that five in a clip you're gonna go temporarily insane mm -hmm. you can potentially suppress that by projecting that onto one of your bonds if you so choose, or not, you can just go temporarily insane. It's totally up to Tan you. Tan really likes his bonds, so he just <laughs> takes it himself. Okay. Uh, all right, I'm going to roll a die. Your temporary insanity is going to manifest in you fleeing. Okay. Realizing this, you're just going to run away from the hotel without saying much, while everyone else is there also feeling pretty bad about things. You just start to run away. You will 
kind of come to after booking it, losing your breath, and kind of turn around and be able to walk back. Tan, uh, he chokes down some vomit and then just runs away, and he runs right towards the Megadeuce. You run towards the Megadeuce? Mm-hmm. Okay. Harlan hit a uh, breaking point in that sanity loss also. So did oh. Jodine. Well, I guess we all need to reset our breaking points. I didn't hit a breaking point, but I did lose five sanity. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Cindy is going to submit, curl up, just disconnect from everyone. Maybe go back into her room. Oh, yeah. Flashback to some of the crazy shit she's seen in the field. She uh, goes to start a bath for herself. And as she goes to touch the knob to turn the hot water on, she like freaks out, hits the wall behind her. And as she hits the wall behind her in this small motel bathroom, she's sent into a flashback of her throwing her husband up against the wall of a small motel bathroom. And then she shakes her head and goes and lays down in the bed. Everyone else is going to have some anxiety going forward when it comes to mealtime. The thought of putting anything in your body at this point is going to be somewhat uh, anxiety-provoking, at least in the immediate term, before you seek any professional help. Um, As Tan runs towards the Megadeuce, that hits him, and he gets scared again and runs away from the Megadeuce. Because there's food there. (laughs) You've realized there's some substance out there that got injected into Billy Ray. Presumably it's elsewhere in this town. Uh, Clearly it's in the water supply. supply, Because it's on your hands, your face, your mouth, your armpits. Uh, Harlan's going to make eyes with Jodine. It's in the water supply. That makes sense now. That's what we saw. Right shooting out of the tub i i kind of fill in um tan and cindy real quick i I think that makes this the epa's problem (laughs) also tan is just like uh wandering around the parking lot right now oh right i forgot you were gone it but it it was it was like it it looked like it looked like mercury it was but it had it, it seemed it seemed it seemed conscious it seemed like it was moving of its own accord right it seemed like a some kind of unstoppable force to me. I don't know. I don't know if what I'd saw, I'd call consciousness as we know it. But it, do- it dodged your glass. It flattened itself out to, to break it, right? Yeah, I guess that is pretty thoughty. Or, or reactive at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to eat anything from the diner. Should we get just a bunch of, like, Little Debbies and stuff that comes in plastic from the gas station, and I, I want to hit the, the the vending machine. I'm I'm parched. The idea of not being able to drink the water here is I'm, it, it, that scares me. I, 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 I need to top up. Well, let's get you a Coke. Everybody knows in 1992 that it's fat that makes you fat, not sugar. <laughs> <laughs> you can get some Olestra chips out of the vending machine. <laughs> You can do that, though. There is a vending machine uh, right near the manager's office. Soda, Little Debbie's, Little Dorito bags. Harlan buys a Coke, and he cracks the top on it, and he downs the Coke like without it mo- getting away from his lips. And he, uh, he tosses it in the trash can and buys two more. A little thirsty there? It's, um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thirsty. It's, uh, I, just, I, I don't want to drink the water here. We, we can't drink the water here. We, we can't drink the water here. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
That's a reasonable conclusion. Would some of this mealtime anxiety be alleviated when we do have like these prepackaged foods? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. You feel safe enough that eating this, it's more... Any food that someone else prepared for you... Would be very suspicious to us. And Yeah, that is not a multinational corporation trying to jack you full of low-quality calories um, through advertisement and other things. Basically, you hate small business food providers. <laughs> that's kind of what I'm getting at. No food trucks, no diners, you know. All right, yeah, that's... I, I love little That tracks, dude. Um, so, yeah, Jodine gets, uh, gets a couple sprites for himself. He's like, yeah, maybe I, I will be thirsty, like, uh, like Harlan. And then I guess they go back with the others. Tan is in the parking lot. He ran towards the Megadeuce and then ran away from the Megadeuce. And he's still got, like, one of the spray bottles in his hand. And he's like, just, like, spraying cars in the parking lot. Well, oh, oh, Tan, 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 Tan. Why, we don't want to go wasting that. He stops spraying cars in the parking lot. <laughs> As you spray cars, uh, there's not... Nothing's really turning purple. Okay. Cindy Wutabago walks out of her room, uh, moves her hands or, like toward her cardigan to kind of put her hands on her hips, which reveals the baton and pepper spray she has on either side on her belt. And then she says, Merle. We, uh, so, Cindy, uh, we do need to talk to him, but, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about just taking him out. I don't think we're quite at that place yet, are we? We'll find out. So, Jodine has brought back some, some snacks, and, and he hands a candy bar to Cindy. Here, ha- have a Snickers. You're, you're not you when you're hungry. Hey, that's a good idea. That, they should use that. That's good. No, that, that's nothing. That won't ever be nothing. She takes a couple of bites, and the camera whips back up to her face, which has little granny glasses on it all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Took her down a couple, a couple notches, I think. We just left Jane in that room, right? You did. And, Let's give her some food. And this dude, the Delta Green, uh, the FBI guy, he... He took off once he gave us the duffel bag and the... Uh... Yep. Okay. He just bounced. Wutabaga will go give some little Debbies to young Jane. Young Jane takes the little Debbies and just starts pounding them, much in the uh, same way that Agent Nash just pounded that soda. She does the same thing with the little Debbies, the Doritos, uh, the Funyuns, whatever you put in front of her, she just houses all of it. Oh, she housed those Funyuns. Housed them. I've never heard that, but I like it. <laughs> Housing? Yeah. There's someone even in charge of it at a government you live level. live in a house, Luke. What are you... <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> I was all for going to Merle, but now that I've had the Snickers, I'm up for whatever you guys are up for. <laughs> well, we should just go to Merle, but maybe not with murderous intent. Man, it was just a baton and pepper spray. During Cindy's rant, you mentioned that Merle had been harassing people. Did we get that from somebody? That is the giant leap that Cindy Wutabega has drawn from. Someone was harassing Scott Adams, and she just assumes that it's the person who has the most money uh, at risk and at stake. So So what did we hear on that recording? It didn't matter. (laughs) Uh, Billy Webb and something garbled and then what your duty and something garbled and they said talk now it sounded like a command talk now they also said i'm sorry i'm talking like clark 
I've been John for at least an episode and a half. <laughs> and uh, that 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 ending, it uh, it said tone brown. It wasn't actually brown tone. I'll do your it voice was, though. I like was, your voice. It was tone brown. <laughs> tone brown and duty. Do you see how that means nothing? Well, what did you hear? We literally heard someone saying. Not sure what you're dealing with, but uh, stop now. Yeah. Stop now. Yeah. Stop now. Not sure Stop what now. you're dealing with. You're now. not sure what you're dealing with. Stop now. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? So it does. Putting our notes together, one of the things I got was talk now. So you're hearing stop now. Uh-huh. Yeah, so we probably just heard it right. Don't you think? Yeah, I mean, it's almost like we failed a roll and you passed it. And I don't want to, obviously, role playing wise, yeah. it would be great if we no, just. No, I know it's hard for believing that. But I was wondering if we could put anything together from it and really gleam the truth. I Yeah, sure. But if we you want to try. Keep this moving. Adult men can never admit that they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you, Cindy. You're right. We heard it right. <laughs> I believe that's him on dying day. <laughs> so, at least two of you heard it right. At least we know that. Let's recap where you are now. You've already gone and questioned the mother of the missing girl, who you have found and just happens to be very pregnant. You've talked to the sheriff. You've talked to one of the aldermen. You've talked to the guy who runs the only bar with a liquor license in town. You've talked to a bunch of random kids at the reservoir. You've talked to the manager of this hotel. We've gotten a lot done. <laughs> you got a lot done. You've talked to, uh, this is only a 1,200 person town and you're starting to near the <laughs> double digit percentage of people interrogated. <laughs> We're good cops. Hell yeah, we yeah. are. You should just line the rest up, and we just go down the line. And we'll parade Jane Allen in front of them. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> Where do you want to go? It's an investigation. Merle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's Merle. our last big... He's the papa. Yeah. You want to go to Merle? Billy is not that child's father. Oh, you think Merle is? No, I think it's aliens. <laughs> yeah, I think it's aliens, too. Um, that, that does bring up an interesting question. What do we do with Jane? We have to kill her. Maybe, that's literally yeah. not what I was thinking. Well, that's why you guys are friendlies and we're the agents. Okay, I. Uh, I she kind of like maybe puts her hands on Tanner's shoulder and is like, "We have to kill her." No, we don't have to do that. Okay. What? Then what is your solution? I was thinking maybe we bring her back to her parents' house. And then how would you explain the pregnancy? We let them explain it to us. This is a real 12 Angry Men situation, and we got <laughs> Harlan quick. I'm still leaning towards parading her down Main Street and seeing who gets pissed off about it. Your two options are taking her back to her loving parents or publicly humiliating her, but never killing her and the alien spawn inside She's of not. Her. I don't want to kill her, but she's got an alien baby in her, which basically makes her an alien, so I don't know if she can feel human emotions, so who cares if we parade her downtown? I just think the optics are bad. Uh, I don't think we can yeah, SDA. Yeah, and use that same but mindset. But what we can say is that we're going to do it and then let everybody line Here's up. Here's the deal. The optics don't matter because we're not we supposed it. to even be here, so nobody's going to hear me. What? No, just because... No. Agent that, Dean, would you like to pull rank? <laughs> All I'm saying is I suggested that you told me not to. I have accepted that we're not going to do that. So, what? I mean, what? We leave her in the hotel... That's I say drop her, de- drop her with drop Nancy. Her That's what we're saying. I say drop her with Nancy. <laughs> what if we use our, our car phone to call 
our handler and see what he advises. He said not to call him. Oh, I thought he said do call me if you have any trouble. Because wouldn't it be handy? He said if we they could would only use a curly courier. Uh, okay. We should have yeah, talked to him. We should have sent a message to <laughs> to him. Wait. It's <laughs> like so gone. <laughs> We hop in the Bronco and tear off after him. <laughs> uh, she she was she was fine in there for the last day, right? What if we threw in some snack foods and figure this out later? She is going to punch someone's head off. No, I don't think she is. She doesn't seem to have the muscle stuff going on. She's just got the alien baby. That thing is going to put itself in someone's head if what you told me was true happened in that bathroom, and then that thing is going to kill someone. You know, I'm not going to disagree with you there. That does seem, yeah. We have to stamp it out at the root. Oh, I don't like Delta Green. I refuse to be a part of this. I refuse to be part of this. I'll talk to Merle sad, all but day yeah, long, but I'm not killing... A- even if it's an alien, I'm not killing the baby. You don't have to. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to. Go home. I'm going to go talk to Merle. You... <laughs> Tanner Tanner leaves the room and just like sits down on the sidewalk outside the motel and is like fucked up. Jodine follows him out and sits down next to him. And he lights a cigarette and offers it to Tanner. Tanner accepts and also pulls out his own pack of cigarettes and lights one up. What's your brand? Uh, he smokes palmals. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, palmal extra <laughs> extra red long four seventeens. <laughs> oh my god! So Jodine takes a takes a real deep sigh, and then and then a deep drag on the cigarette, and he says, "I uh, I've had this moment too." Well, in in what sense? Something real similar happened on my first time as a friendly. I'm not having a good time. It's not a good time. Nobody said it would be. Do you want to kill that girl? Do you want to kill that baby? I don't want to kill that baby, but we have to. Tanner, what's inside that girl's belly is a danger to the entire world. Our participation in this organization is kind of precipitated on that understanding. Tanner is literally just like frowning and like dry crying. And not only does, does she have to die, Tanner, but if... You don't get along with that picture. Cindy's gonna kill you too. What? Cindy's gonna kill me? She's nice though. We have tattoos together. Cindy's not nice. I'm not gonna do it. I won't stop you from doing it, but I'm not gonna do it. That's all we're saying. Oh, actually, yeah, you know, you are the youngest rookie, so you do <laughs> have. I'm sorry, I forgot the Delta Green Haze. <laughs> You actually do have to kill this alien baby. There are rules in place, yeah. So when you guys look up from this conversation, you see, hopefully, as long as it's cool with you, David, Cindy walking this girl, Jane Allen, huddled over. She's got a couple cardigans on this girl, maybe even the comforter off the motel bed wrapped around her, and she's going to walk her out to the Bronco. Wait. What about... And it... Goes against my Christian faith to say this, but what about an alien abortion? <laughs> I think that it would look really cool in one of those hardcore metal fonts where you can't really read what it says. Yeah, it would be. 
We were talking Junkie Graveyard. It's alien Junkie abortion. Graveyard, Alien Abortion. These are good things. <laughs> These are good names. No, but uh, surely there's a crooked doctor around here, a midwife who... I mean, look, these... I had a baby. Does that mean you know how to... <laughs> we're in some dangerous territory right here. <laughs> this doesn't feel like it was already iffy when we were killing somebody. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I know, but you're really like, let's just kill her <laughs> instead of trying to save her life at all. I think that's kind of a Delta Green thing, isn't it, to cover up? We got to cover it, dude. Okay, but then you can't call the episode Alien Abortion. <laughs> Tan is having like a serious... Uh, I can. I can call the episode whatever I want, Thomas. <laughs> uh, Tan is having like a serious like mental breakdown uh, when he sees Cindy Wudabega walking Jane out. He's like crying, and he pulls the forty-four off his hip and like looks at Joe and like aims it at Jane and is like looking for some sort of approval. Yeah, Joe lowers lowers your hand. I don't trust you not to wing Wudabega, and then she would kill you. Yeah, uh, Tan breaks down once again and just starts crying. You just seem a little shaky in your gun hand right now. Cindy will get behind the wheel of the car. This whole time, Harlan has been kind of solemn into himself, but uh, he is definitely uh, walking toward the Bronco with no objection. Kid, uh, why don't you and I go talk to Merle? We'll take the DEA DEA cruiser. (sighs) Yeah. We go out to the middle of a field outside of town where there's no one in sight and her water breaks and you have to <laughs> you have to deliver the squid baby it's men in black it's men in black I'm not going to make you roll on that can we just do the thing and they do a movie sometimes where you, it's now a shot at the top of trees uh-huh. and, and there's the, the birds shot. fly and off and a bunch bir- of birds yeah. fly <laughs> sure yes just the crack yeah. in the distance and then it cuts abruptly to the two of you at Town Hall, rolling up in that sick DEA cruiser, the self-driving Night Rider mm-hmm. DEA cruiser. You've not been using that functionality for whatever reason. You but, have you know. arrived at City Hall. Thank you, CopNet. Does this have that brand new CopNet feature in it? Yeah, I think it does, but uh, really the main, the shining beauty of this particular model is the car phone. Hey, have you eaten anything? Are you hungry? I was going to go to the Mechadoose, but it scared me to even think about doing that. I hand him a couple moon pies. I eat uh, both of them very quickly. Great. And then I look at, at myself in like the mirror and see, is there like still purple around my mouth? You could have wiped it off if you wanted to, or you can just walk around with that. There is still purple around my mouth, okay. and I wipe it off. And I guess theoretically, as your tears were streaming down earlier, as you were crying, I've got like contact purple, purple like streaks down my face, a purple rain, if you will, down your face. <laughs> uh, Thirty seconds of silence, silence. for prints. <laughs> Fingerprints. I barely knew him. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't do any of that with Riker yet. Tan. Wipes the purple off his face and is uh okay. Just looks over at Joe and well, um, should we? No, I kind of just wanted you to calm down. I don't think their business is gonna take too long. Why don't you eat another moon pie, 
and uh, we'll wait for them to roll back into town. After eating two moon pies, uh, he takes a third one and just like eats the marshmallow out of the middle and then contently sits there. So you're going to wait until they finish their business out of town and presumably meet you there? Right. As soon as he eats the marshmallow out of the middle, uh, they hear a very distant, faint gunshot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They catch up to you. You wait long enough. A Ford Bronco comes speeding into town. Cindy has dirt all over her uh, cardigans. Yeah, uh, Harlan's uh, not as in as disheveled. He's obviously tried to clean himself up a little bit before getting here. You see some really, like, dirty shovels in the back. Joe takes Cindy aside. How did uh, how did Harlan do? He did great. You eliminated Jane and the Vector. Vector one down. 1,199 to go. <laughs> all right, well, the kid calmed down. He's, he's doing all right, but we're going to have to keep an eye on him. All right, well... Let's get going on to Merle's. When you go back to the car, you find Tan just like cleaning, like taking apart and cleaning his 44. He's prepared himself. Should we go to his house or to his office? Well, they said the aldermen never leave work. Oh, he's an alderman. That's right. And that's where you met us. So I get out of the car and I go ring the doorbell of City Hall. (laughs) Where we are greeted by... Merle! What was her name? Jennifer Kahn? Jennifer God Got it. Jennifer God. Yep, she's there at the front desk, just chilling. I go pee real quick, just in case, you know. Hey, there is a bathroom right there, yes, just in case. Mm-hmm. You are more than welcome to go to the bathroom. And there's still a Should water. Should I role play this out? Yeah. He walks into the Do bathroom. Do you wash your hands? <laughs> uh, he does not. In for no. a penny, in for a pound. Like. <laughs> in fairness, he didn't wash his hands the first time you were in town hall, and then you shook hands with Bradley that's Allen. Right. And it was wet, and then you tried oh, that's, to lie. That's true. It was horrible. And he saw right through it. Cindy loved that so much. <laughs> so of everyone at this point is assuming you didn't wash your hands. So, right. you know... The, a- the aspect of the role play is strictly if you want to make peace with the fact that maybe you should start washing your hands now that you have this. He, he thinks stuff about all it. Over he you. thinks about it, but then um, he just like imagines purple flowing out of the sink, and he's like, "I no." While okay. while you guys are waiting for him to get back from the bathroom, you look over, and Harlan is gulping down from the water fountain. <laughs> Harlan. <sighs> Harlan. Harlan, Harlan, bud, bud, hey. Oh, shit. Oh, damn it. And he starts wiping his mouth. Sorry, I uh, forgot. Uh, Fuck. Here, have another Coke. (laughs) Yeah. Are you like Pavloving? (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, the receptionist sees you. Merle. Merle, we need Merle. Uh, Let me... Let me go get him. Is there, like, is, there like a, is there like a directory, like a map directory thing on the wall anywhere? All their offices are downstairs. So you, if you remember, you're going between the offices to see, you know, which one had the evasive answers, right. which yeah. one had <laughs> the direct answers. Those are all downstairs. And there's actually one for each of the aldermen that were mentioned kind of in that note. So Merle has one. Uh, Bradley Allen, so Jane's father, uh, had another. That was the room you were in where he used his computer. So that's one hallway downstairs. Upstairs is like the conference room, the big boardroom where all of like the aldermen kind of bigger meetings happen. And then kind of the other side of town hall are the municipal things like the uh, county court and things like that. Cindy pushes past Jennifer Kahn and says, we know the way, sweetie. It's okay. No, no, please don't. 
No, no, no. No, they're, it's like we actually very would busy. like to talk to all the aldermen. I, I know they're very busy. It seems like they, they almost do nothing but work, but do we you, do have to take a moment of their time. Do you guys want to all flash no, 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 our badges no, no, no. at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. And we all flash our badges at the same time. Flip, flip. U.S. Marshal? ATF. DEA. And what bureau are you with, uh, remind us? Oh, was that the... That was... That was oh, the you're county not, oh, of, you're not, of Grover? You're not in a bureau. That's right. Okay. Well, Cindy, lead, lead the way. I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I'm going to have to ask you to not. All right. Thank uh, you. Just to freak her out a little bit, he remembers the name of the color of lipstick that he found in her purse. And oh, my he's, God. He's like, oh, yes. uh, yeah. Right. That's so fucking creepy. Yeah. Coral, coral, reef, <laughs> so coral reef looks real good on you. <laughs> And she just gets really, really quiet. And we turn and walk. And you're armed too, right? We have like, arms. You're also... You're, <laughs> two of them. <laughs> it too, in my hand, I have my Magnum 44. Magnum. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so much worse now. <laughs> that you didn't even put away while you're going to the bathroom. He's just kind of like... <laughs> he's like scratching his temple with like the with the muzzle. And he's like, oh wow, coral God. looks real good yeah. on you. No, I hate it. A little drip of piss... Uh, falls oh, off the barrel right. of the gun. Jesus Christ! <laughs> because you pissed, you pissed in on the your, barrel on your gun. I was holding the gun <laughs> while I pissed, and it just got a little oh, bit on there. My oh, we've all been there. <laughs> Plaxico Burris yourself right. before this is over. <laughs> <laughs> so you sufficiently freak her out. She stops in her tracks silently. Why don't you lead the way, uh, Miss Con? I thought we were going to... said we knew where we were going. Yeah, we're going to Merle's. <laughs> yeah, Cindy. I thought, are we going uh, to Merle's office? I just feel like office, she's kind of or, a loose end. Uh, they're all upstairs. Is, oh, okay, uh, the, yeah. the offices are all empty. They all seem to be upstairs. Just like last night, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. Bradley Allen came down from that room, and based on what she said here, she's saying like they're upstairs. Yeah, we go upstairs. Yeah, we go upstairs. Okay. Uh, you get to the conference room. It's uh, double doors, double wooden doors, labeled Alderman conference room pretty straightforward hello aldermans should we knock no the door's open we walk in okay you walk in and you see a couple and i knock anyway uh you knock as you walk in it's polite yeah and i ring the doorbell and bring bring it is polite and to call ahead in particular when you're (laughs) ambushing a bunch of aldermen Especially in this instance, because as you open the door, you notice presumably what the conference table was in the middle of the room has been hacked into pieces. And those pieces have been put up, basically boarding up the walls. All the bookshelves are turned over. The bookshelves are also used to block the windows. There's very little light coming into this room. And in the center of the room, occupying almost half the floor, is a big pile of goo. And that big pile of goo has about eight bodies extending out of it. You see legs kind of coming out of the bottom, some arms, a few heads. They look like suited humans just stuck in this pile of goo. And this is a metallic goo, very similar to the stuff from the water supply. And outside of that, the only other thing you see in this room is a very high-tech looking computer up against the wall, plugged in, and also wired into the internet in a giant pile of metallic goo. Uh, Excuse me, Alderman, could we interrupt your meeting to ask you a few questions? (laughs) 
Anxiety. It must be something inside.